What is going on, everyone? Ben here with the Hunt Fish Trap Podcast. Today, it'll be Dion and I talking about our spring turkey season here in Michigan that ended about three weeks ago, especially Dion being he got it done on June 7th, last 20 minutes, last day. So that's pretty exciting. Spot and stock as well. Also, we'll be talking about our Michigan public land deer hunting tactics. Deer season is about two and a half months out, three months out, something like that. We're getting pretty stoked, so we'll be talking things like buck bedding and access to our spots. And finally, we'll be talking about very common questions we get from you guys. Being we're from Michigan and we hunt public land, you can bet we get asked where we hunt or what counties we hunt a lot. So we'll be talking about that. Thanks for listening, guys, and hope you enjoy it. What's What's up, up, guys? What's up, D? On the agenda today, we're going to be talking about, um, just briefly, about our turkey season that we had that ended, I don't know, has that been two, maybe three weeks now? June 7th was the last day. Three weeks on the dot? Yep. And uh, I guess a lot of you guys know, Dion tagged out on the very last day, June 7th, which is the latest that... I don't know. You may have been the last person in the U.S. to shoot a turkey in the spring. Yeah, how about that? Been. I guess we'll have to see if anybody listening wants to say that they shot a turkey later than I did. Yeah, because you... <laughs> Was there 20 minutes left? 20 minutes left of uh, of legal light on the last day of June 7th. So, yeah, Michigan has uh, extended the season for um, the first hunt. So you have a weekend... You have one week to hunt, April 18th, I think through the 24th, and if you don't get your turkey on that first week, then you get a second opportunity um, in June, so it's a week long, um, in June, from June 1st to June 7th, and mm-hmm. and both Dion and uh, and my dad, his grandpa, um, both did not get one in April, so they had to finish it in June, and, and they ended up both getting it done. Dad got it done on June 5th. Spot and stock, uh, it's probably one of the most fun hunts I thought I had, and then, <laughs> and then a couple, like and a couple of days later, we, <laughs> we uh, we spotted these toms out in this field and got permission from the people that afternoon, and and within I don't know an hour we had a turkey down. Yeah, we were going after public land birds the whole time, and then last day we were like, artists down to the wire. We started asking people what we saw turkeys asking them if we can hunt their properties we actually went what would you go two out of four one of the per- people we never got a hold of anyways though so basically two out of three yeah two out of three yeah and and the and the one property we were chasing toms before we went to this other property and we we came super close with a few like super close more spot and stock action yeah well we'll be coming out with that stuff uh next spring Probably, um, well, probably releasing that probably March around that around that time. Yeah, when people start getting fired up about turkeys. Yeah, after deer season. I know we'll we'll have some some deer footage coming out here soon. Get you guys fired up. I know we got one hunt it was a, a decoy action on public land, <laughs> but anyways, we got that coming soon. And then, uh, oh yeah, I guess yeah, and I tagged out as well. Um, a, I don't know what that day was like April. 20 something i thought yeah like you third were the day, third you day were the hunt. first week yeah and i was the first week and andrew d 
D was the first week. Yep. And then wasn't your dad? Oh, my dad was, was the first well. week because we were both hunting in June. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people were in the first week, and then um, Andrew F. What was he second? That's that's two weeks in a row, right? So yeah. he was the second and third weeks. Yep. Um, and then Aaron. Was he? Yeah, Aaron was like second week. Yeah, Aaron was, and then is that it? I think so. For we, our group, we went six for six. Yeah, six birds down. So that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the most fun we had. Um, my fun, my hunt was a lot of fun because, like, we watched this bird fly up into the roost. It's all in public land. We watched him fly up, and then our tactic that worked out really well for us. We would, we would watch these turkeys roost up in the tree. We would walk like pretty much not underneath them. We'd get pretty darn close to these turkeys <laughs> in their roost, and just like we would try to predict where they're gonna fly down. And we would sometimes already set up our stuff for the for the next morning. And and that time we we saw this bird fly up, and he was over this cove of water, and and it was D and I um, both had tags and. We're like, this bird's so killable, we're just going both sides of him pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so I went up on one side and Dee was on the other side and and the hen flew down right in front of him. <laughs> yeah, she was like <laughs> that was with him. Ten, fifteen yards. Yeah. And I'm like, Yep, there it's that's sealed that Tom's gonna fly down with that hen. But for some odd reason that hen got kinda nervous. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't know if that affected it or not, but when that hen got nervous you could tell he got a little nervous as well, and so we started doing a little, little chatting with him with a, with a mouth calling, and he flew down within thirty yards of us, and fifteen seconds, fifteen seconds later, he was, uh, he was flopping. So that was a fun hunt. <laughs> that's gonna one, that's one we'll remember for a while for sure. Yeah, yeah and then Andrew got one. That was a pretty sweet hunt. Um, oh and- yeah. Oh, Andrew's was a, that was, his was the biggest bird of the, was it? I was definitely of the year, cause that, what was that thing? How long was that bird? 50, 51 and a half inches long, 52. Wow. Weighed 25, 26 pounds, what we weighed it at. That thing's head was huge. Um, that was a fun hunt. We had this, we called in this one time, Came walking in, was at 35 yards, but he was on the private border, just barely on it. So we were waiting for this time to cross, and then Andrew says, Bench, time to the right, time to the right. And I look to my right, and I see this, this strutter at 30 yards, and caught us totally off guard. <laughs> and and he made an epic swing way to the right all across his body, pretty much, and he's a right-handed guy, and he's already facing this other turkey that's way to our left and so he swung way over to the right and somehow i was able to manage to get the camera somewhat in that direction and (laughs) and he he smoked it which is a cool hunt that was pretty fun but no i think that's that's pretty much a pretty brief brief uh uh synopsis of our season there yeah, andrew d got a bird aaron yeah Yeah, andrew d got it done opening opening morning and then i got kayaks I got one on the last day, so don't want to spoil much of that, but it was pretty sweet hunt, so you guys got to check it out next spring, obviously, but 
Yeah. It'll be it'll be sweet. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, next. Um, I think let's we should talk about like our our Michigan public land tactics. Okay. Because yeah, I guess if you guys don't know, we're we're all from Michigan. We hunt primarily public land. We have access to a few small tracts of uh, of private, and <clears throat> and that's fun too. Like we. We hunt there a few times here and there with like family or, or sometimes the public is kind of slow, but, but we try to focus really on public land and, and I don't know the challenge of it. Like I enjoy it more when it pays off, especially when you actually get one. Yeah. Like the, re- the reward is, it's way more fulfilling and, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know what, I'm trying to remember like, what did, how many did we, we get, I know Andrew shot an eight point last year on Thanksgiving morning on public. But other than that, public was, it sounded, it was like pretty tough. Like early on, like early October was pretty tough. Like I, I think we've seen a few good, good bucks. We did see the nine pointer. Um, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It was the one that I saw. But the year before and the year before that. Yeah, so we, and it was like four an years eight pointer, <laughs> and now it's a huge nine. Yeah, it has this pretty distinct claw um, on its right side, and so that's like four years of history of that buck. And he's and I don't know if he's still alive. Like, yeah, hopefully we'll see him this fall <laughs> in the back eluded, of our truck. Uh, he's eluded us. <laughs> he doesn't. He's a really smart buck, and in the. In the way that he uses the wind as advantage, and he knows where the hunting pressure's at. Um, and it, no, not every buck's the same, but with him, he he knows where everybody's hunt, where everybody's hunting, and and uh, he's yeah, just both, super smart. Both times I saw him, he came through. It was after ten a.m. in the morning, and yeah. then and then you guys um, saw him in the evening. Yep, just um, sent checking for does. Yep. So we, yeah, we got a, we're pretty sure we found a, a better tree to hunt, um, with a certain easterly wind, um, that'll, that'll be pretty good for hunting that bedding area, the edge of the thick stuff in the bedding area, um, that we've never hunted in the past, that we can wait for the right wind and then hit it, um, hopefully like the end of October, early November and and get a nice buck out of there. And then, yeah. um, yeah, we, we really have to focus on the access, the way we access these spots that don't have water because we were tracking our scent through the bedding area. Um, we try to find a way off the main path, but it's just kind of blocked off by water and, and the thick area. So we're still working on finding a better way to access that, but mm-hmm. it's just something something we've we've talked about and we got to work on. So, because that's a big part of making sure you're undetected when you go in there. Yeah, and that's a that's like the fun of it too. Is like yeah, it's it's smarter to access by by water if you can because you're minimal scent and noise, but it also just the adventure part of it. Like, not that walking out to your your, uh, your area you're hunting every time isn't fun, but when you boat in, 
Like it's just a whole another element that yeah. The long jams, <laughs> the long jams, <laughs> long jams. The motors getting stuck and stuff. Yeah, we always or last was it last year fighting the current. The year before Sometimes. that, we we'd bring this uh this like canoe kayak dolly thing, and whenever we would have whenever we would hit a a log jam, we would get out, pull the boat on land, put it on those wheels, and and dolly it around the log jam, put it back in, and. <laughs> Hey, it paid off. <laughs> yeah, it paid off with Natalie's. I know for sure. Yeah, Not, nobody, book. nobody was uh, going back this far because it was just log jam after log jam, and we, you know, you have to leave at four thirty in the morning and allow two hours just to get back there, um, to to get around these log jams. But it's totally worth it, obviously. And she shot a fourteen point giant back there, public land in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Scored in one thirties, which is big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's big for us at least. We don't we don't see many, but we know they're back there. Yeah, we it's found. catching them, like catching them with our own eyes in daylight is very tough because mm-hmm. you know they've lived that long with that much pressure that they know, like it's they know when to move and it's really hard to catch them. <laughs> Um, in daylight, pretty much until the rut. So when she got a chance at that buck, that was, you know, a rare moment. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know, like, I, and I don't know why, like, we shot that buck at nine thirty in the morning, and him and another small basket rack buck were came through at nine thirty, and you would think that a buck of that size would be coming, or that age class would be coming in from eating at night, coming in right at first light and into its bed. But, um, and I don't know, like that stuff we've, like we get in really tight with them and, and sometimes I don't know if, if they bed that just that far away from the food that it takes them that long to get to their bedding area or where they're bedding because it made sense why he was there um, we were blowing our wind over the water and our wind theoretically was supposed to be going with the flow of the current. Um, and so of the water. And so they weren't able to smell us at all, but he was coming in straight towards us with a wind going right in his face. You know, and it makes sense why, but, it, but it took him, if he, he was coming from that food, it took him a long time to get there because we shot him at 930 and then Taven hunts, Taven's hunt last year. He shot, um, we never recovered it, but he shot that eight point at, I think like close to 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, and, and we're right in the bedding area. And I told Tatum beforehand, I'm like, Hey man, we're probably not going to be seeing deer until eight thirty or so. And he's like, all right, all right. And then sure enough, like eight thirty, all of a sudden here come the deer piling into the bedding area. Mm-hmm. And, and we had tough go of getting him out of buck. We had multiple bucks coming through. Um, nothing that we probably would have shot ourselves personally, like six points and, um, and that size. But for him, it would have been his first deer and I would have been jacked and he would have been totally jacked for getting something like that. But then here comes this nice eight point and it's like 10 o'clock and I'm like, whoa, man, this is, this is it. You got to get on this deer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. And it's funny. And so he did all he could, but you know, he'll get, he'll get, uh, Hopefully a nice buck this this fall 
uh, for the youth hunt. That's going to be up here really soon. I think that's only three months away, isn't it? Or two months. Yeah. Yeah, two months away. Yeah, I think uh, from what I've seen recently, like I've started to, now that I've gotten more serious into hunting and like trying to shoot bigger bucks, the I've noticed a lot of big bucks moving with the wind, like at their back, like going over them. Um, in the mornings to go set themselves up to bed to head back towards their food in the evening. And I've had chances at bucks that have been walking with the wind at their back. And it's, it's given me a few opportunities, but haven't capitalized, obviously, but mm-hmm. they, they do, they, they do make themselves a little more vulnerable, um, and I think I I like hunting in the mornings yeah. because of that. But it's hard to get in on these public land bucks in the evenings without them seeing you because they set themselves up to where they can see feral ways, and you don't see them until you've walked up on them, and then you jumped them. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like but, like when it gets open. When it's open uh, cover, if you want to call it cover, it's still pretty open. But then as soon as you hit that wall of just like thick, nasty stuff, you can't you can't see five, ten yards. Like we found they're at least better on the edge of that or even deeper in sometimes. And yeah. And that's how it, they stay safe in that security cover. And mm-hmm. and I'd say that's like I don't know. It really made sense when we were chasing that buck, Mr. Big. Yeah. And like we started listening to all the the hunting beast crew and we started listening to like their tactics and and how and how they take advantage of of buck bedding and it's still something like i don't fully understand but like just the thought of of getting aggressive on these bucks in the areas that they they bed has totally we've had more opportunities at big bucks like in the last few years because of that and Mr. Big was a, a good example of that. Yeah, because you, there's no trees on that edge that you could have hunted. So yeah. you went that one time, or was it more? You went full ground. Yeah, yeah you went suit. ground game on him because the only, like, he doesn't step out. He's on private, and you're waiting for him to cross onto the public border. And the only the way, he does, it's yeah, like, when he steps out, it's it's like five right yards. at dark. He and, steps out five yards and just eats in the yep. same spot for Yes, yeah, so you can't set up anywhere else yeah. where there are trees. So, Benj went to the ground game and almost almost got him. <laughs> you were pretty close. <laughs> I know. We, yeah, Mr. Big was definitely like our, our. I don't know. He's the buck, and obviously Natalie's buck was was like an awesome hunt. Mr. Big, like it's just we felt like he was challenging us in so many ways that, like I remember that deer for a long time, and we had like seven different run-ins with him in one season on public land yeah because andrew d saw him yeah um on the west side of the bedding area when they when the wind was blowing east mm-hmm. um i mean on the east side of the thick stuff but on the west side of the bedding area so he was just running that east line mm-hmm. with the wind blowing east so you can scent check all the thick stuff but i mean if we would have the tree we found this summer we would have killed him out of that but yeah so we're we're definitely learning a lot, and we're pretty excited about this fall and changing our, some of our tactics that we've been doing because that'll get us 
right in the game. Yeah. But like, learning from these bucks, we've learned a lot. <laughs> I know. It, it definitely makes sense. Like, we never paid as much attention to the wind. Like, we had a, we had a streak of years where we were big into, like, scent control. And and it just got frustrating when you did so much. And then it just, you get winded by a doe. Sometimes even a button buck. <laughs> yeah, because like, we, oh, I'm done with this. we sit there, we, we used to only hunt when the wind was perfect. For us. But, yeah, for us. Not for the deer. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta hunt yeah. it the way that it's just, where you're just off wind, but you, so you're lined up where the buck's gonna come downwind of you, but just, just off, off of downwind. So you're, he thinks he has the advantage, but you're really, you're just within range where you can shoot him and he can't smell you, or you have to shoot him before he gets to that certain spot, but you know, cause, You've you've seen bucks in the past. These some of these areas we've hunted for a few years now, and you know even if that other buck got shot, another buck's going to take its place. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just like the bed you found when we were scouting um, earlier, mm-hmm. this uh, that was in the spring, right? Yep. So the bed you found, we figured out like we have a stand. What is that? Sixty, seventy yards from that bad maybe 80 but the um we've hunted that for years and we just figured out they, these bucks are really close to us but they are coming from private and you know, whether they're crossing roads or going through mm-hmm. super thick stuff till they get there so we never see them because they're yep. not going to show themselves in the open bedding area which we're hunting the edge of so we're gonna have to change it up and yeah. i think we can get pretty close mm-hmm. finding these beds marked them on onyx yeah and it's not it's not like cattails either like where if you're hunting cattails you can probably hear a deer coming from not a mile away you know it's an exaggeration but put it in perspective you can hear a deer coming a long way but when we're hunting this this uh pretty much crp grass you can when they get about 100 yards away you can hear them and we have that happen a lot where we feel like we're close but you hear them walking and then it just stops and they've probably bedded down for the day. Yeah. And, and I don't know. And, and, uh, with like Michigan public land, especially, like I found that, especially those mature bucks, they use scent or they use their nose, um, to their advantage probably the most. And like they like said, Mr. Big, we had seven run-ins with him in one fall in early October to mid October, the October law or so is what yeah. they say, you know. Like there's no law. We're having run-ins with this big buck on public, and yeah. and like it was just so funny how like there was sometimes I'm I'm like looking at the wind, and I'm I know the area pretty well. I'm like he's bedded right there. Like I know it, and so I'm like, well, I'm going to be walking 40 yards from him to get around him. So then I'm just blowing it off wind, and that was the time we both set up on both sides of him. Yeah, and <laughs> and we got pretty much as close as we could. And he, sure enough, like he comes out 30 minutes before dark and he's chilling, comes out five yards like he always did and just stay in that same spot. And, and then, uh, we, I think we got a little aggressive too late. We had to get aggressive a little earlier on. Yeah. We, you know, it's fun seeing them, but you'd rather get a shot at him. And, um, oh yeah, we, we also saw a buck, um, like what the people that, um, believe whether you do or don't that there's like a second rut, like a late rut. Oh yeah. We tried a new, um, 
we tried a new public land, and the first time we were there, there was a, the one of the biggest bucks we've seen. The first time we were at this new public land spot, it was December 5th. December 5th. Our first set. Yeah, our first set at this new public land spot, and we've seen probably the biggest buck of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Um, chasing a doe, <laughs> and it was coming right to us. She just... Like locked down with her. Yeah, she was, he was a locked down runner, chasing her around everywhere. And, um, she, uh, got our wind. (laughs) Just, but we were at the, we were at the farthest corner we could on this public land spot without being on private land, you know. So it was just, it was the only wind. It was where we had to be, where we expect them to come from. And sure enough, they came from there, but we were hoping we were just off wind. And if she would have, just curved a little bit left. If you would have just chased her yep. a little bit left, we'd have the one of the big. That would maybe been the biggest, the biggest, if not the second biggest. Yeah. Um, public land buck we would have got, and that was December fifth. So, Snow on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I believe in a second rut now. <laughs> There's always those. What are those yearlings that go into yep. um, heat pretty late or whatever? But. Yep. Yeah, no, you never sure. know what you're going to see when you hit the woods. And it was funny because we were talking about it before we hunted it. We were like, you know, that could happen. You know, a doe that's late to the late to the game after the rut. And sure enough, that's that's exactly what happened. And it was just the first time we ever sat at a spot. Benj looked at it on the map, and we were looking at spots that may be overlooked, overlooked and where deer spots. could be yep. piled in late season. Um and it was right in that spot where the um there was one week of just bow season. Um it's the switch between regular firearm and muzzle or muzzle loading season. Yeah, yeah, so that week, the first week of December where you can only bow hunt. Um and you can't um uh, it's right after any firearm and then the week before um muzzle loader, so right in that gap. And sure enough, we saw many deer that time because we right after we hunted, we were like, we got to go back because yeah. there's more deer in there. And then you saw a ton. Andrew D saw a ton. Mr. Doe. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Was, I know we're definitely going back to that area. <laughs> that place has the most rubs I've seen on a on an area than a, I've seen in a long time. Yeah. But. No, we we probably got I don't know another five minutes. If you wanna, okay, close some stuff up. Uh, some common questions. We we were gonna try to cover our out of state plans. I don't think we'll be able to cover that today. Maybe another time. Um, I guess a short thing. We'll, we'll probably we're looking at Ohio and Missouri probably this fall, seeing yeah. what time permits. But we we scouted Ohio public land. That looked pretty sweet. We found yeah. some deep deep spots. <laughs> Yeah, there were some spots we definitely would have hunted. It's yeah. just there. I don't know. The time we had to hunt was not that much, and the tag, which is not, I don't know for us that's expensive, like paying two hundred something dollars for a tag. Yeah, so we wanted to make sure it was worth our time, but we ended up staying here in Michigan. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll see what this fall brings. But uh, oh yeah, so we'll close with like common viewer questions like the most common questions we get from you guys um <laughs> i don't know the top one we get a lot is what county do we hunt 
yeah. <laughs> like all the time. Uh, and yeah, we don't, and we respectfully say we don't give out the areas where we hunt. Um, yeah, for the sake of us, you know, we yeah, and the locals. we put in time obviously to find those spots, and then the locals. There's other people that hunt there, so if we're just giving out good spots, yeah, they'll. They won't be happy either if all of a sudden all these people are mm-hmm. piling in because we told them, and who knows who who watches the videos and stuff, and will be like, oh, I know where that spot is. People, that'll happen. That's what happens when you post videos and stuff. So, yep, yeah, for sure. And and we've had spots. We've had viewers go to spots that they, they say, hey, we recognize that area, and yeah. and uh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet, and it happens, and. Um, but you know, on the other hand, it's like, well, we kind of weren't, you know, it, it's tough to document that stuff in Michigan public land and, and, and not have people know where it is. But, but that's, uh, but that's, uh, one of the common questions we respectfully say, you know, we hunt in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another one. Um, what, oh yeah. What, I guess, what is like your favorite, uh, like weapon to use. Um, I guess that'd be, I guess you could elaborate more. It's bow or gun. And I like, I'm a bow guy. Like I love bow hunting. Always have, always will. Something I'm doing this year now is doing the trad thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, uh, I got the long bow. Um, gonna try out, try it out this year and see. I think I'll, I'll definitely try it out the first few. A few weeks of October where there's a lot of leaf cover, so if I do have a shot of deer, it's probably going to be pretty close anyway. I don't know if I'd bring it during the rut. I'd probably, I'd probably want my compound with me, but during the early season, I usually mail to get a doe, and so I think that'd be a perfect time to get practice with it on a deer. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, you're going to talk to them about your setup and stuff when you get it figured out. Yep. And uh, it'll be... It'll be pretty sweet. You're gonna slice right through those deer <laughs> and make sure yeah. you can go through the shoulder. You're gonna have with a trad right, setup. Right now, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with iron wheels on okay. the end of those. So awesome. Gonna be pretty. But what, what about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm a compound bow guy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you shooting? We, um, I'm shooting currently a mission ballistic. Mm-hmm. It's set at like mid 50s so i'm gonna work on getting that up i'm totally switching my setup from i used to use um open on impact um broadheads yeah Yeah, mechanical broadheads um last year i did switch to fixed blade but my arrow setup was still light so i don't know if you guys seen the video of the Eight point I shot at or hit right in the shoulder at um what was that November like eighth sixth or something yeah, seventh something yeah right around there sixth to eighth somewhere in there seventh or something that buck we never did find and but the hunts up if you guys want to go look at it the um I definitely made it through the first shoulder but didn't get enough penetration to kill him i don't know he might be dead we it's just a big bummer when that happens so but we followed through we searched for we called dog two trackers. separate days yeah we were trying to get a dog tracker because it's just you know you 
you you'd hate to see an animal suffering for that long. Yeah. Um. So we definitely did all we could to go after that buck. Um. But after hours of searching, we couldn't find him, and we lost butt after about two hundred fifty yards or so. Um. The shot looked good, but honestly. Like, my arrow setup was literally, like, 313 grains. <laughs> and shooting, I was think I was, like, 52 pounds last year. That's not going to go through a buck of that size. It's definitely not going to go through the second shoulder. So And we just I, never knew. Like, yeah, I was unaware of the... Like of just set up consequences. We, we always are just, like, we look at the back of the boxes, and they say, all right, shoot this spine for... For this, and we yep. we throw a hundred grain broadhead on there, and like that's how we've always done it. Yeah, but now, and it makes sense. We always get frustrated with like, oh, I'm not getting pass throughs, and yep. it's like, oh, this broadhead's working for me this year, but then the next year it doesn't, and and mm-hmm. it's just like knocking ourselves over the head, like duh. Yeah, <laughs> we're, I've, we're shooting. Uh, what yeah. are we called? Twizzlers. Yeah, <laughs> ranch fairy. That's what the ranch fairy calls them. No, we like. I've shot many deer with. Mechanical broadheads. I I like the Spitfire yeah. Maxes and um, from NAP, but the I totally like. I hit a doe with in the shoulder the year before, and I was like, I'm not using mechanicals anymore because with my setup, I have to hit a deer pretty much perfectly. Um, like I I mean I just can't hit it. In yeah. the shoulder, I'm not going to get any penetration with my poundage and setup. So I switched to fixed blade, but I didn't go all in. So mm-hmm. my arrow was still only 313 grains. And, uh, yeah, this year it's already, it's, uh, 513 grains. So I went up 200 grains. My tips, uh, my, awesome. my uh, fixed blade broadheads heavier and, uh, I got a, Hundred grain steel insert from Ethics Archery in the front there. So we've already been shooting them, and they they look pretty good. I'm getting great yeah. penetration on my um, target. So going up two hundred grains, I'm pretty sure that would be a bit dead buck last year. Yeah. So, but you you learn from your mistakes, and obviously, if I would have had perfect shot placement, it would have been fine. It would have passed through completely. So you just you never know what's going to happen. I was literally like an inch or two off. I hit the back edge of the shoulder, and it caused me to not get enough penetration to g- get through both of his lungs. Um, awesome blood. So, but I, yeah. I'm a firm believer now. Like one lung on a on a mature buck will not. He can go a very long ways, and I don't know yeah. if he dies. Like, yeah, I don't know the the theory on that. But we haven't tracked enough deer to with one lung to, yeah. to figure out if. Or to come to a conclusion on if they can make it or not. We know double long bucks can make it quite a way sometimes. Uh, yeah. 200 yards real. plus sometimes. Yeah. And I shot that doe double long last year, and she made it 150 yards yeah. with a gun. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, so we're, we'll talk about our setups yeah, coming we'll, up. Yeah, we'll get more in depth with that another time. We're going to get into some summer scouting, more fishing. Um <laughs> Yep. We'll we'll probably go into uh, we'll figure out some more topics. Um we posted Bench put something on Instagram at Hunt Fizz Trap to see what you guys wanted to hear. 
Um, so next time we can come up with some good questions from you guys yeah. and some good topics that you guys want to hear about and see what we know and we'll see what you guys know. Um, build off each other. We'll talk a lot more in depth with some other stuff. Um, definitely a time flies by. <laughs> we were hoping to go, we were hoping to keep it around 30 minutes and I think we'll be around 40. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely next time talk more about our tactics. We use the boat a lot. We'll probably get in more depth with that water access and our arrow setups for sure. Yeah. Um, Michigan public land can add up to a success and a brute sometimes. So we'll catch you in the next one guys. And thanks for listening. See you guys.